Welcome to Sent You Ask, a podcast where we discuss life issues, faith, and the beautiful mess of everyday life. Now here's your host, my mom and dad, Ben and Janelle Farley. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Since You Asked. We've been on a brief hiatus, uh, but we are back for season two of the podcast, and we could not be more excited because you've you've heard uh, this new co-host of mine a couple times, but she is back full-time as a full co-host of the podcast, my lovely wife, Janelle Farley. Janelle, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Not Excited. just Not just like an episode, you're... We're in this. We're in it. We're in this together. So I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Uh, you know, life changes, things happen, your schedule changes. And so I, I loved recording the podcast with Ben Van Hining. Uh, in season one, you can go back and listen to our episodes together. Uh, but life takes different twists and turns and he just realized, Hey, I've got different priorities, different time demands. And so he needed to step away from that. Thankfully, uh, we had a couple episodes that you were a part of. So the listeners are pretty familiar. If you're not, go back and listen to those two episodes specifically, and you can get kind of the feel for what this podcast hopefully will turn into. Um, obviously, as we are married, uh, that's kind of what we know. Marriage, family, ministry, a lot of our episodes have been built around that. But we're not just limiting it to that for this podcast moving forward. So we want to answer your questions. Um, as always, if you want to ask us a question, you want us to discuss something on the podcast, uh, you can go to our Facebook page. Just simply search for Since You Asked and type in a question. Uh, we'll ask those from time to time. Hey, what questions do you have that we can talk about? Add those there, and we would love to get to those on a future episode. So and I want to add, it doesn't have to be formal. Mm-hmm. If you just have a random funny question or personal. Oh, we love those. Yeah, don't feel like it has to be, I mean, we'll answer biblical questions too or, Yep. Yeah. I mean, whatever you can think of, ask it. Yeah, I think we want this to be an all-encompassing type podcast. Right. Um, we recognize that life is fun, it's crazy, it's messy, and so there's a lot of questions that come up because of that. And so, yeah, we want to take any and all questions and we'll answer them to the best of our abilities. Yep. So... One of the things that we have always done um, is tried to do different things with our kids to try to um, give them new experiences. And we did that this past weekend. We did. So it's the weekend before I start school, our older two, well, actually our older three start school. So we wanted to do something at, that wasn't at our house. Yeah, so. something outdoors, something that we could unplug and just get away from the world for a few days. And we did that. We did. So we bought a new tent. Um, we've pretty much just been using that in the backyard. Uh, that's as far away as we could get. And we decided, hey, we're going to, we got a state park about 30 miles away from our house. We're going to drive down there and we're going to tent camp. My Highlight goodness. tent. It was in a tent. <laughs> It was not glamorous. Yeah, yeah. No RV, no camper. <laughs> um, it was a tent, and the ground was harder there. It it was hard. <laughs> I swear, when I set up the tent, I scouted out a, a spot for us to, to set up the tent, and I swear it was flat when I saw it. <laughs> and by the end of the night, 
our tent was at about a 30 degree angle sloping downhill. We had all slid throughout the course of the first night uh, with our feet now hitting the end of the tent. I yep. swear it was flat when I set it up. Well, yeah, it wasn't when we ended. It clearly wasn't. And I also thought, hey, there's no roots. There's no sticks. There's no acorns or anything that I can see. No rocks. We found them all. We did, and there's we didn't bring air mattresses or anything. We're like, oh, we can handle it with some comforters and we were a, tough. Cu- a couple pillows. You know, we'll be fine. Yeah, I felt my age. Yeah, I'm I am very sore still, and we're two days out from laying <laughs> on the ground. So yeah, for all you camping people, and there's a lot more than I realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, we salute you. Yeah, because now I know most of you. You're in campers. You're in campers. Not and the same. No, not the same. Like, get on our level of toughness <laughs> and sleep on the ground. Well, It'll give you a whole new perspective. And we have to add, too, the bathroom was pretty much a glorified porta potty. It was, yes. There's no sink, no running water anywhere. Yeah. It was pretty primitive. It, it really, really was. was. And our, yeah, our, yeah, our kids are, I think spoiled rotten because they have issues with going to the yeah, restaurant. There's a few of them that didn't like the 12 foot drop from the toilet <laughs> yeah. to, to the collection pot. Yeah. So that was a little, it was a learning experience for him. It was. It didn't hurt him. Yeah. No, it was, it was great to unplug. It was great to get away. Uh, I think we were refreshed and now we're ready to roll. So yeah, here we uh, go. Here we go. So in, in this podcast, we've kind of started it out in a particular way. Right. And I think we should continue that because I think it was a popular segment of the podcast. So we recognize that every day is a day worth celebrating. But there are certain things that if you want to celebrate a particular thing, there's probably a day for that. And so we always want to make sure you know the latest holidays that you should be celebrating. Now, I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert Today, as you are listening to this, if you're listening to it on the release date, it is Monday, August 21st. Today, just holidays kind of suck. There, there's a couple of them that are okay. <laughs> but I'm also going to give you Tuesday, August 22nd, because there's a few more days that I think are at least easier for us to talk about. How about yeah. that? So today is a day worth celebrating. Monday, August 21st. I hope that you are celebrating National <laughs> Self-Care Day. How are you going to celebrate that? Well, I'm going to go to work. No. Yeah. Teacher Bummer. Institute Day. Yeah. Not the most fun. No. Then we have a, an open house in the evening. So I get to meet new students and watch them run the hallways and meet parents, which I really do enjoy open house night. So I can't say that, that I don't. I, it's fun. I'm excited to start the school year, but I'm treating myself. I don't know. So do you like, do you have a massage chair in your classroom <laughs> or something that you can sit in in between those times? I do not. Oh, okay. Maybe, well, maybe the state should add that for all teachers. Well, you may not be able to celebrate that, but our listeners should. <laughs> now, when I read this holiday, uh, of course, I've had this on my calendar for months, you know, uh-huh. uh, but when I read this holiday, uh, there was one thing that came to my mind and you know full well how my mind works. Yes, um, I, do. I discard probably meaningful bits of information that I should hold on to. Yep. And I retain things that worthless. are really worthless, mm-hmm. except in this scenario. So oh, thank you very much. So when I hear National Self-Care Day, I'll just tell you, I'm a huge fan of a few sitcoms, um, one being The Office and one being 
Parks and Rec. And when I hear National Self-Care Day, what do I think of? Treat yourself or whatever. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> That's what I think of. So I hope today you're treating yourself with something. I don't know. Go get you a sandwich. Go get your favorite dessert. (laughs) Well, I don't know what people do. How do you treat yourself? I don't know. Go buy something online. Get your nails done, maybe, or if you're a woman. Yeah, that's weird. If it's a dude, Um, go buy something from Cabela's. If you're, oh my word, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. whatever you like. I'll figure something out. I'll treat myself. So yeah, take advantage of that. Treat yourself, 2023. Uh, it is also, this goes to the other sitcom that I enjoy. It is National Pamela Day. Now, I, I don't know a ton of Pamela's really in my life. No, um, none really personally that I can think of. But you know what I think of when I hear Pamela. I do. What do I think of? Well, Pam on the office. Michael Scott, when yes. he in in season one, and these are these are one of those tidbits that I remember that I probably shouldn't have because I'm weeding out probably more useful information. But in season one, early on, like one of the first two, maybe maybe first episode, Michael Scott walks into the scene and he approaches Pam, the receptionist, and he says, "Pamela." Pamela a ding dong. And so every time I hear Pamela, that's what I think of. So if you're a fan of The Office, you got that. If you, <laughs> if if you are, not, you are confused. You need to watch it so you can figure out what we're talking about here. Well, so. a fun fact about The Office, we didn't have cable when we first got married. Mm-hmm. But Ben had the entire collection yes. of The Office DVDs. So every single night, that is not a joke. <laughs> it's really it's not, not a joke. Lie. We watched The Office every single night for what, a year? A year or two. Maybe two I years. I mean, it's to the point where we stopped really watching them. I mean, we watched for a while, but then we would fall asleep to it mm-hmm. still being on. I can literally close my eyes if the office is on, and I can picture exactly what's happening. And you can quote. Almost, and I can relate so many different Almost any things. scenario he's got an office quote for. Oh, it's, it's, it's annoying. But. It's really formative for uh <laughs> for my early years and our marriage really set the tone uh, it really did so it is a good show it's a great I will, couple I years i had never watched it before in my life before i met ben so there we go yep Fun just fact. one of the things that i brought to the table here so that's that's really there's not a whole lot more to celebrate there's like a national spumoni day and you know i'm a no sucker idea. for a good dessert but spumoni is not a, a high thing on my list and so I decided, hey, let's jump to Tuesday, August 22nd, because it's still a day worth celebrating. But this is something that a holiday that I hold near and dear to my heart uh, <laughs> because of a certain story that happened to me. So uh, Tuesday, August 22nd is National Take Your Cat to the Vet Day, which I agree you should. I, I mean, yeah, if, if we you have want a cat. To. We have a, it's yeah. an outside cat. Yeah, we don't take it to the vet. We well, no. He we got him to take care of moles, rats, whatever. We live in the country, so we need a cat to. He has thrived in that role. Oh, by the way, he's a great cat, stone cold killer. He really is, and likes to show us everything he kills. Yeah, I walked out probably the first eh, first two weeks that we had <laughs> Chubbs, our name or our cat's name. Uh, first two weeks we had Chubbs, uh, I walked outside to go to work in the morning and Chubbs had not only killed a squirrel, but 
massacred a squirrel. And Sorry I think, if you're squirrel lovers. <laughs> I think, uh, I think that continued uh, at yeah. least a couple more times over the next week or he's so. Hardcore. Uh, he's, he's taking care of moles. He's taking care of rats. He's taking care of mice. Like Chubbs is a stone cold killer. Don't let the name fool you. No. So uh, this is national take your cat to the vet day. And again, I agree. Do that, I guess, if you want to. Um, but that brings a story from my life uh, to mind. <laughs> so we had another cat. Uh, this is probably three, four, five years ago, maybe at this point. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know how long. But we had a cat. Do you remember the cat's name? Was it Sparkles or? Oh, no, I can't well say Pickles. It's not Pickles. Uh, what was that? I'll think about it. You can okay. tell the story. So we had this cat, and Janelle will think of the name here in a moment. Uh, <laughs> we had this cat, and uh, th- th- we left it outside, you know, hung around the house. And uh, one day we noticed that it was gone, and it was gone for quite a while, probably mm-hmm. a week or so. We, we yeah, couldn't keep cats for too long. Yeah, it was that. a bad deal. Yeah. And so one day we, we see this cat finally come back. Sprinkles? Sprinkles. It was a Sprinkles. Yeah, Sprinkles. sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Uh, our kids name all our cats. So <laughs> uh, so Sprinkles comes back and something something was wrong with it. We just couldn't really tell. Not necessarily life-threatening, but we just knew, hey, something needs to be done with this cat. But we're probably not the people to do it. Does that sound bad? Like, I'm not uh, a, we are. I'm just not a cat lover. <laughs> if you are, that's awesome. Take your cat to the vet today. Yes. Celebrate. But it's just not really our thing. No. I think they're useful. Yes. But, uh, you know, we have not, four kids. We don't have time for a lot of cats. Yeah, I need low maintenance yeah. pets, which is uh, a cat is perfect for that. So, so we decide, hey, we're going to take sprinkles to the uh, animal shelter. Yeah. Now, I've never done this before. I've never given an animal away. Um, We've so, never gotten one from there. Right. And I, I just, I just didn't know how it works. So maybe, maybe you've done this before and you know it and you're like, you're a moron. You should know how this works. I'd never done it before. <laughs> so I was under the impression that to, I just dropped a cat off like at the animal shelter. I didn't know how this worked. So I pull up to the animal shelter, um, in a, in a town next to us and there's a sign on the door and it said that they are, um, out on a <laughs> rescue mission. I don't know what it is, but they're out getting some animals and they'll be back in like 30 minutes. Well, I had a, I had a meeting to, that I had to get to and I could not wait 30 minutes. And I thought, well, if they're going to be back in that short amount of time, then surely I can just leave the cat in the carrier at the door. No questions asked. Yes. Now looking back, that was probably pretty stupid, yeah, it was. but. I'd never done it before. I didn't know how this exchange worked. I just thought they would take anything and everything. So I have this cat in a nice, comfy carrier. It's not too hot out. Everything's, you know, it's fine. So I left it at the door. So I go back to work thinking I'd done a really good deed. I've given this cat an opportunity for a better life. Mm -hmm. And I go into my meeting. I'm not on my phone, not on social media. And I get a text from a guy that I hadn't talked to in quite a while. And he said... Dude, is this you? And he sends me a video. And all of a sudden, to my horror, I realized that the animal shelter has a security camera, which I understand, but it's not your typical security camera to where like, oh, that's pretty fuzzy. Can't really tell who that is. 
These are the highest definition security cameras I've ever seen <laughs> to the point you can read my license plate number from the parking lot and you can see me as I'm walking up to the door. So they post this on their social media website and they say, does anybody recognize this man? Well, not only do a lot of people recognize me, but I also have a shirt of the church that I worked at at the time. So people are tagging people saying, hey, you go to this church. Do you know who this guy is? And so all this to say, I tried to do a good thing. But you got blasted. Oh, I was, oh, it was bad. I mean, within, what did I tell you? It was like within the first 10 minutes, Probably. there was like 1,300 views on this video. There was hundreds of comments, none positive, saying, <laughs> wow, thanks for this guy giving this <laughs> cat a chance at life. It was like, this scumbag is a cat murderer. And all the while, I was like, I wasn't trying to kill the cat. I was trying to give it to somebody. And it's never, I mean, it's not dead. No, it's not dead. <laughs> I, and I'm assuming Sprinkles is somewhere thriving at I'm this sure. point. That, that well, at least makes you. me feel better. So, yeah, we, we go and I'm just getting absolutely trashed online. And people are starting to tag people that go to our church and say, hey, do you know this guy? So I feel like me being identified is closing in on me. And so I have to call the animal shelter and say, hey, that's that's me. And the lady on the phone was not nice. Um, and so she tells me, you've got to take this cat to the vet and get it seen before we can take it. So I happily, actually, I wasn't happy. I was ticked, obliged, mm -hmm. took the cat to the vet. They're asking me the cat's medical history and all this. I'm like, it should have been. I, I don't house. know. It was like, here at my house. I, I had, I mean, you can ask the cat what his medical history is because he knows as much as I do. Yes. I know nothing about this cat. So finally, we got it taken care of. The cat was put up for adoption and I'm assuming it is being loved unconditionally to this oh, day. I'm sure. I'm sure. More than we could give it. More than we <laughs> could give it. Thanks to me. Yeah. So take your cat to the vet, uh, but or just make sure, shelter. or an animal shelter, just make sure you don't drop it off at the door. There so, you go. all right. Today is a day worth celebrating as is every day. Well, as we have uh, moved into this new season of, since you asked, uh, we, we still want to answer questions. And one of the questions that we get um, from people that are in our church, from people that know us, is, hey, what are some of the things that you have learned in the course of your marriage? So we've just been married 11 years, which, you know, is, is one of those things. It doesn't feel like a long time to us, but by the metric of how long marriages tend to last, it's kind of a long time now. Mm -hmm. um, so we've had people ask, like, what are some things that you've learned through the course of your marriage? And so we want to dive into a few of those today. We've got three or four that we want to discuss um, and, and really just give you uh, hopefully some tools to implement into your own marriage. So I think we should start off by saying this is by no means an exhaustive list. Uh, it is not the entirety of all the lessons that we've learned, nor have we done all of these perfectly. Mm -hmm. I think that's what we hope to accomplish is you understanding we are trying to be as authentic as possible when we talk about these things. Also, we are talking about it through what we've experienced in our lives and our marriage. You may have experienced things that we haven't. Yeah. So you have to look at it that way, too. Like this is personal to us. It could help you. And I hope it does. But I don't. We aren't experts either. So no. I, I want you to use your life experiences, things that you've had to deal with in your lives to work together on your own marriage too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look 11 more years down the road, we may have a whole new list of, right. of lessons that we've learned along the way. I, I don't think that ever should stop. 
And so based on where we're at in our marriage now, and I think, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I think you would agree. <laughs> I think we're at the healthiest point of our marriage that it's ever been. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's, that's with having four kids that really drives most of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's with full-time jobs and, and ministries. And, but I feel like we've learned some things and put them into practice and it's made our marriage as healthy as, as it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about these things. So Janelle, what is, what do you think the first lesson that we've learned is? Uh, I, the obvious one, Jesus has to be at the center. Yeah. And I think that's used. That's an overused term in the church world. Like, I guess we need to talk. What does that mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Neither of us do well in Christian cliches very well. No, because, okay, great. We said that out loud. It became a sentence. But how do you use that? Like, what does that mean? And in your personal marriage, I feel like that could be something we could talk about right now. Let's do it. This seems like the perfect time to do it. (laughs) So Jesus has to be at the center. Yeah. In my opinion, that means, you know, I don't know, it makes me think about the day we got married. We did unity sand. And a lot of the unity things has to do with, do you remember this? Because you're giving me a very blank look. Do you remember doing sand? Yeah, I at remember. All? Okay. Yeah. Over well, the 11 years, we've lost about half of it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from moving, our kids dumping it. Stupid reason I didn't put a lid on it. I still think we're unified, regardless of the oh, sand. Yeah, it started wave. It's at least half, if not a quarter. I, I got to be honest, though. The first time we started losing some sand, I was like, oh, no. Like, I knew there was no connection between us actually being unified <laughs> in the sand. But when we started dumping some, I was like, oh, my gosh, this We've is We've moved a lot in our marriage. We've had a lot of kids that like to stick their hand in. I really don't know where it's at now. Do you? That's no. No. With this last move, just... it's probably gone <laughs> at this point, but we're more unified than ever. So, <laughs> anyway, back to my point. He had a colored sand, I had a colored sand, then we had the pastor who married us pour in white sand that represented Jesus. Because when you pour sand, it all dumps together. Like you can't see the separate colors much yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, anyway, in my opinion, you have to, that's how Jesus needs to be in your life. So he needs to be all encompassing in every aspect and every part of your life. And in a way that showed through this hand that we did. Yeah. It, and that's a reflection of how we should live our lives. My, my first priority as a man, as a husband, as a father has to be my relationship with Christ. Right. And as weird as it may sound, when you are the first priority in my life or when our kids become the first priority in our lives, something is out of whack and I think we can feel it. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it goes against our conventional wisdom maybe to feel like I can't put you first, you know, over Christ, because if I do, I'm a worse husband when that happens. I can't put my kids above Jesus because when that happens, I'm a worse dad than when my first focus is on my relationship with Christ. It it just, it permeates everything else. So, um, yeah. So when we talk about this idea of Jesus being the center, um, how do you feel like, how do you feel like you've grown in your relationship with Christ over the last 11 years? And how has that impacted our marriage? That's a good question. 
So <laughs> he always throws these questions on me. Like we talk about this beforehand and then he comes up with these really good questions like in in the middle of the podcast. So this is off the cuff. You know I'm a procrastinator. This is how I know. I spur of the moment. Well, I mean, my... I've, I mean, I've aged a lot. Like <laughs> we were 22 mm-hmm. when we got married. So just the course of our 11 years, I have matured as an adult, but I like to think I've matured in my relationship with Jesus too. Um, I don't know, not taking myself so seriously and actually relying on him mm-hmm. in my life has been something I feel like I've given up control in a way. Now I still. Everyone now and then still struggle with that. I'm not gonna lie. Do you? I (laughs) 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 I can just like to control a lot of things in my life. Um, but I feel like that is probably continuing to work, do my hardest to give over. Yeah, surrendering. Yes, surrendering. Thank you. Yeah, my life to him. I I feel like I've gotten a lot better with that, and in turn, then it's easier for me to. Surrender to you and the kids mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. Absolutely. And I think as a man, I'm starting to grow more and more into the recognition that God has called me to be the spiritual leader of our family. And he's He's given us different but complementary roles, you know, yeah. in, in, the, in the structure of our family. Like, I'm called to lead. I'm called to drive the spiritual direction for our family. But and you're really good at that. Well, thank you. That's why I said that. So you would throw that <laughs> no, compliment you, out. You are like, I ask how many questions biblical or not yeah. a day to you a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And you can answer them yeah. very well. Thank you. I appreciate and that. I like to learn that way. And I trust what he tells me is true. So hmm. yeah, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, but I think, that that is who God has called men to be in the family is your call to be the leader. And that's not to say, I think our culture has a hard time with this because the first thought that pops in a lot of people's minds is you're saying men are better than women. No, no. Or that he bosses me around all the time. Right. That's not true either. No, it's like we have this mutual submission to one another. You submit to me as I lead. I submit to you in the way that I serve you and our kids. And, and we, we have this complementary piece and everything works better when I, I am taking seriously my God given role. You're taking seriously your God given role. And together we're leading our families in those roles. Mm-hmm. It's when those things get confused or, uh, not. Not being done. Not being done. Or if the woman has to do the leading and the nurturing. Yeah. That's hard. It's tough. Yes, absolutely. And and a lot of women do it really well. Mm-hmm. Like they are the spiritual leaders of their family. And it's that's, that's a different podcast for a different day. But that's a big burden on my heart is like men have got to step up and lead. And it's not a bashing men. It's like, hey, there's so much more for it's you. It's a great thing. Like. Yes. You can, I mean, leading your family, that's a privilege. It is. And it is a, it's a God-given privilege that he has ordered for us. And that's the way the family operates best. And so, you know, that's not a, it's not a hierarchy of this 
this gender is greater than this gender. It's like, no, this is how God has ordered the family. And what you're going to find is when you submit to his design, that's when it works best. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, when we talk about Jesus being the center of our marriage, this is what we mean. I've surrendered my life to him. You surrendered your life to him. We're surrendering, doing things the way we may want to do in our sinful nature and really holding tight to his design for marriage and family. And I think we're doing our best. That we we're doing can. our best. Not perfectly by any means. Some days are better than others. Yeah. But when that's what we strive for, we see a stronger family and a stronger marriage. Mm-hmm. So there's item number one. Of course, there's a whole long list of things that we could add to that. Right. But for the sake of a time condensed podcast, uh, we'll save that explanations for another day. So the second thing, and this is a good one, um, patience. So you were the one that actually said this today. I feel like I have more patience than you. Yes. On a lot of things. I would agree. No. I didn't think you (laughs) You weren't expecting that. No, I really wasn't. Um, I can be extremely patient with our kids until I'm not, and then I may be a little quick, but you... (laughs) I'm not till I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shock when, yeah... I mean, you know, I'm, I don't know. It, yeah, it depends on, depends depends on the day. day And how many issues have came up within the day. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, I can turn, turn it on and be as patient as anybody. And I can also have as quick of a fuse as just about anybody too. Yeah. But on those days that you do have a quick fuse, you're even quicker to come back and say, okay, sorry, I overreacted. Yeah. I think that is something that. Uh, is super important. I know we're kind of getting away from the point here, but this is worth saying. Um, I want my kids to see that I make mistakes, but I also, and probably more importantly, need them to see me apologizing to them for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I seek that out all the time, but when I when I feel like I have really wronged them, I hope I'm good at going and you saying, are. "Hey, Dad screwed up. I'm sorry. This isn't right." Here's where, how we move forward with that. So, yeah. Um, so with, with the patience idea, okay, you're, you're more patient than me. We've established that, (laughs) but, um, let's talk about that in the context of our marriage because marriages are in trouble and they have been for a long time. Um, you're seeing some, you're seeing some trends of the divorce rates maybe lessening a little bit, but I think there's actually more to that picture. I think, you're actually seeing less people get married. And yeah. so that's why uh, divorce is down. Uh, but the, the common statistic that we hear is that Christian or not, marriages are about 50-50 in those that are successful and those that end in divorce. That's, that's not okay. No. Because I think about all the kids that are then left hanging yeah. in a way. Yeah. Hanging it, in the balance of... It's a big deal. It is. So... Why do you think some of that is do, as it relates to patience? I think my patients are different when I'm dealing with you and the kids, maybe because you're an adult. I don't know. Mm. But I've learned, I've learned Ben and his, I don't want to say issues, but issues. <laughs> <laughs> Quirks would have yes. worked. Uh, <laughs> Things that make you special would have sufficed, but issues. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, You know, things that make him, him that may annoy me on Mm. the daily. I feel like I've worked on, okay, that's him. 
I'm not, I don't want to change that part of you. So I've tried to, I don't know, take a breath and realize that's not that big of a deal. I don't right. know. Like your underwear in the bathroom when you shower. That drives me nuts. Does it? It does. I have but never known I that. just pick it up now and put it in there myself. I don't say much about it anymore, do I? No. I, in fact, I had forgotten I'd even done that. Yeah, because I pick it up so for long. you. Wow. What a woman. Yeah. I mean, that's minor. Another, I think of our arguments. I mean, we still argue. Yeah. But I don't feel like we fight. There's a difference between arguing and fighting. Yeah. We don't dwell on things very long. No. I think... I think that's part of what we've both grown and matured into is like, hey, most of the arguments that we have are really over something very, very petty and Mm -hmm. minor. And I think once you have different priorities in life and you see things from a different perspective, you start to understand a little bit more of what's actually worth fighting over and what's Mm -hmm. not. And 90, 99% of what we argue about. eh. It's probably my time of the month. Okay. Well, yeah, that could be. It I could mean, be. really, I, I, I'll be honest. I'll say it. I don't care. Well, only you can say that on this, <laughs> not me. So, well, I mean, ladies, you know, it's just you're a little more uh, irritable on a certain time of the month, and I felt oh, like this I, is news to me. <laughs> maybe I pick a little more, and it gets him aggravated. But anyway, yeah. Patience. Well, you start, you start to, uh, yeah, you start to understand what's actually a big deal and what's not. And I, I think, so marriage, and, and this is one of those cliches I just five minutes ago said I hate, but I'm going to use it anyways. Marriage is not a sprint. No. It is a marathon. And this is something that, gosh, we feel like we've learned different things over the course of those 11 years. We're just kind of scratching the surface. Yeah. Like, we're going to learn more lessons over the next 11 years and the next 11 years. And, you know, by the time maybe we'll have it somewhat figured out by the time we've been married 80 years, Um, we'll see. (laughs) So, so, um, anyways, yeah, it, it is just, it's one of those things that you've got to take it a day at a time. Okay. I gotta know though. What are you most patient with me about? We're on patience. Tell the world. Uh, you call me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Not. He loves it. uh, Yeah. I, I, it is very sweet that I do get a phone call. If I'm at work during Mm -hmm. the summer, I get a phone call from you and the kids when you wake up. I love that. No, you don't. No, I do. I really do. However, the next thought that comes into your head is also a phone call. I'm, I'm just... It's not a big deal. It's really not. But I, you know that I'm not a person who enjoys talking on the phone. I would rather text I'm, it. I'm trying I, to make you that way. It's not working. 11 years ahead. <laughs> I have not moved an inch towards that. I just don't enjoy. I just don't enjoy it. Um, like I said, not a, not a huge issue, but I've just, even as a kid and my family, like we just did not like to talk on the phone. And we did this thing where we just rushed the neck, the person that we were talking to off the phone. Oh, you do that. And you me. tell me I do that all the time. It's just, it's the way I was raised, baby. But drives me nuts. But yes, um, every thought is a, not every thought is a phone call, but no, that's a text. I get called three or four times a day. <laughs> and, um, you've had this unique ability ever since we were dating to, know when to call, know to call me when I'm just starting something. Most of the time, it's not a big deal. And I do, I love talking to you. So I don't want to say that, 
But when when I was in college, a senior in college, oh, Lord. me and my buddies played FIFA on our <laughs> Xbox 360. I swear, oh, every time. time we started a game, <laughs> within the first 30 seconds of the game, my phone would ring. And you had to answer because we were just dating. Day. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I would have said, hey, I'll call you at the end of the game. Yes. But then I felt like I had an obligation to answer that. So, yeah, that was that's no big deal. But, uh, yeah. Well, I, you don't act like uh, some days you act more annoyed than others. But for the most part, you handle it well. Oh, I'm learning patience. There so, you go. So, Marriage is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think when we look at it as this person is going to meet every single one of my needs, every single one one of my desires, they're going to be exactly the person that I want them to be, man, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, because he and I are two totally different people. Right. Yep. I mean, we are. We're opposites in a lot of ways. So it's it's impossible for you to clean the dishes like I do or, you know. Well, and the way we were raised. Right. Like you fold dads differently than me. Yeah. Which I didn't, I mean, they all end up in a square, so I don't know how it's but it's different, true. but I it's mean, true. Um, but like, you know, your family did things different than my family. My th- family did things different than your family and neither one of those are bad. No. It's just different. And you do have some conflict when you first get married, when you're trying to figure all this out, but make it your own. That's my yeah. advice. Don't rely on this is what my family did. This is what your family did. Your new family can do and, something different. Yeah. And in the patient's area, listen, Yep. you know, and maybe, yeah, meet in the middle there. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on here. Number three. <laughs> this one's a fun one. Date your spouse. We've heard that's not our thing. Like we've been yeah. told that from the older generations, multiple times. And I think it's great advice. It is. Um, I think one of the things we learned early on, especially as we became parents, was how easy it was to sacrifice our relationship for what we thought was the welfare of our kids. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, there's certainly times where we kind of take a back seat to them in that moment because, (laughs) one, there's so many of them. And they all have unique personalities and needs and, and they're loud and they're loud. And it's amazing. They've stayed in their room this long. It really is. We're sitting least. on our couch and we, <laughs> a we, couple times we have the baby asleep, thankfully, or you'd be hearing him. Yeah. We just had our six year old come in for a snack. So, I mean, yeah. So it's, it's amazing that it's lasted this long, but what so often happens and what we want to prevent in our marriage is there's going to be a day when it's just you and I in the house. And I tease them all the time, like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> And she'll love it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but it is. It's the reality. Like, there's going to be a day when our kids are off either in college or they've started their own families. And it's you and I. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who my wife is before I'm shocked in that moment of, like, who am I living with? I want to know you. I Mm -hmm. want to know your heart. I want to know uh, the things that make you, you. And so one of the things we've been pretty honest with our kids, and I think, I think it may be easier for me than you, um, not so much now, but earlier on is telling them, Hey, your mom is my first priority. Does not mean I love my kids any less. You know, I would lay down my life for my family. However, my first priority in in this hierarchy of our family is you. Mm-hmm. Your first priority is me. Of course, both of us submit to Christ first, but then to one another, and then we love our kids. And the thing about it is, 
our, our marriage is healthier when that's the case and we're better parents when that's the case. And also in doing that, we are showing our kids because they're going to grow up and get married one day, we think. And, and I want them to find someone that puts them right below Jesus, you right. know, in their lives too. So I think it's important to show them what a healthy relationship is. Yeah. So they find that one day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want, I want that for them. The kids should not rule the marriage. I mean, that's, that's just, they rule our schedule sometimes. They may rule the schedule, but they shouldn't rule the marriage. I agree. And, and so that's one of the things that we've learned over the course of these 11 years that hasn't always been easy. No. Um, I mean, we've been out of our 11 years, our oldest daughter's about to turn nine. So yeah. we've been parents a long time and in, in our marriage of the, yeah. And it's really taken, you know, the last couple of years for us to really feel like we're in the groove of putting each other first, um, and, and still <laughs> meeting the needs of the kids. So. And our last, we'll just talk about our last date. Mm -hmm. Um, that we had with no kids. We, it was for, was it for our anniversary? You don't even remember. A really memorable date there. I, I think it do? was the week of our anniversary, but anyway, we went golfing. Oh yeah, we did. Um, I didn't golf. I'm not a golfer, but I watched Ben. He loves it. It was awesome. <laughs> and you got to actually take your time. You weren't answering my phone calls because I was with you. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> no interruptions whatsoever. And then we went to eat. And actually yep. had conversation, came home, sat on the porch and just talked. We hadn't got to do we that. We hadn't done that in a long time. It was time. simple. It wasn't extravagant. It wasn't, we didn't spend a lot of money. Right. But it was really good. Yeah, it was. It was. And it, and we both agreed like that is what we needed mm -hmm. um, to just have time where the kids are all off safe doing something. Um, I think they were with my parents at that time. Sometimes they're with your parents and, uh, but we're just able to. We're able to just spend time with one another and you need that. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you make time for that with your spouse because it will pay huge, huge dividends in your marriage. And the last thing, okay, I guess I kind of already alluded to this one, uh, but the last one is your spouse over your kids. Not, not meaning uh, you're choosing one over another as far as like, or hey, you gonna, treat them worse. Yeah. You know I'm going to give attention to you and not my kids or trust me, our kids get plenty of attention. Yeah. So it's, it's not that again, it's just, it's just reminding myself, it's reminding you and it's reminding our kids, Hey, my first priority in this family is to love your mom. And in fact, while you may hear that and think, well, that feels like you're giving your kids less than it's actually what they need. They, they handle, need to see that. And they handle it really well. They all, they will even say things like, um, I love Jesus more than you, mom or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, they're teasing in a way, but they're serious and, and it's I don't know, really cool. I feel like it's a parent win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. We, there is a priority in our lives and we want it to be Christ first and foremost for them. And then once they're in that covenant marriage relationship, we want it to be their spouse and then their kids. And and the thing is, it's not, it's, it's just different. And that's what we want for them. Um, and it's, it's just different than the ways that maybe they're told to love uh, their families in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we want to, we want to, push against that and remind them, Hey, your first priority in your marriage is Christ. Your second is your spouse. And your third is the kid. And things work better when that's the order that you have them in. Yep, I agree. All right. Well, 
I think that's enough for one episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? Our kids were wanting to say hi. It's our first episode. And so I invited, I'm going to invite them in real quick okay. to say hello to all you all. Okay. So I will let you go get them. Okay. And uh, so we've got, uh, yeah, we've got three kids and uh, they've, <laughs> four kids three kids that you'll hear that's what i went to say uh we've got one who is napping and then we've got uh our older three and we're gonna let them tell you their name gonna let them tell you their age and and maybe one thing about them so guys step on up to the microphone here so i want you to tell everybody your name how old you are and one cool thing about you Hello, my name is Beckett Farley, and I am six years old, and I am very athletic. <laughs> he loves sports. And he humble. gets that from his dad. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Ben. And my dad is fun. <laughs> oh, my. Mm, I'm four, and I, my name is Bennett Farley. And are you, how, what grade are you going into school? Preschool. You're in preschool. Awesome. Hello, everybody. My name is Bella Farley, and I'm eight years old, about to turn nine, and I'm in third grade. What's one cool thing about you? I do gymnastics. Awesome. Well, you'll probably hear more of these three and our other one <laughs> uh, throughout the course of this podcast. So, so want to uh, want to thank you guys for listening. Keep asking questions. Make sure you like and subscribe this pod to this podcast. No matter where you're listening, uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, give us a like, leave us a review, and please, please, please share this podcast with your friends, with your neighbors, anybody who you think this may help. That helps get that podcast out and seen by more people. So, hey, until next time, we'll see you back here on Since You Asked. Thanks for listening to Since You Asked. Join us next time as we tackle more of life's burning questions. See you soon. Bye-bye.